Hello everyone, my name is Ravi Kumar, President at Infosys. Welcome to the next chapter of Trailblazers. Today I have a guest with me in our New York office, uh, Frida Pauli, CEO and founder of uh, Pymetrics. Uh, Frida is a trained neurologist from Harvard and MIT. Uh, she did an MBA from Harvard, a pre-doctoral uh, training from the Harvard uh, Medical School and a post-doctoral neuroscience training from MIT. Um, Pymetrics um, is in the world of matchmaking, as they call it, uh, powered by new age technologies like AI. And um, we're partnering with them at Infosys uh, to look at um, the talent pools which we hire from the market. Thank you so much, Frida, for joining us. Um, Thank you, Ravi, for having me. And uh, very excited about our partnership. And Same. what introduced me is um, uh, with so many years of training and in the academia, you kind of switched to real world problems. <laughs> yeah. And um, you picked human capital. Yes which to me is uh, probably the single biggest uh, shift yeah. um, in the digital world, which if I may, reskilling, refactoring, and repurposing human capital. Mm -hmm. Tell us a little bit about what Pymetrics does and sure. how is this so unique? Yeah. Well, I think that my interest in human capital actually came during my two years uh, at the MBA program at Harvard, where MBA students, all they do really for two years is recruit and try to find their next opportunity. And as a scientist, it was really the first time I had witnessed the spectacle called recruiting. Right. And that is what intrigued me because it hadn't really changed much since I was in college and that was had been a few years. So, and what intrigued me the most was that what it seemed to me the problem we were trying to solve was understanding something fundamental about people, right? Their cognitive, emotional, social capabilities, right? As opposed to what I saw happening, which was a lot of resume reading, trying to take that information and use new technologies like artificial intelligence, machine learning, to predict somebody's fit for a role. That also wasn't happening. And then making all of this technology enabled, meaning having an actual technology platform to help with the matchmaking, which was you know, so common in all other aspects of life. So all three of these things I saw as being very fundamentally core to a lot of consumer technologies that were out there, like right. you know, Amazon, Netflix, Spotify, you name it. And yet in talent, we just had people reading a resume um, and then deciding whether they wanted to meet you, for, right? For and it, has, it hadn't changed for decades, yeah. right? And so to me, it was the proverbial light bulb going off when you know they always say an entrepreneur has to sort of see the problem firsthand and again i had never seen this problem because i was you know hiding away right. in my lab at mit and harvard studying you know humans in a research context um and but again the problems we were trying to solve in the lab were identical to the ones that we're trying to solve now just with a different use case at the end of the day and frida how so. does the new digital age fit into this because a lot, a lot of times I see you, you're very contextual to the world we are moving in, where creativity is much more critical, problem finding is much more mm -hmm. critical. Sure. Um, empathy and, um, and uh, the human touch needed in jobs is much mm -hmm. more critical. How do yeah. you test uh, sure. uh, those intangibles? Yeah. Well, that's, uh, I mean, I think that's partly what, you know, the light bulb that went off, right, right, was how can you ever tell whether somebody has empathy or 
creativity on a resume. It's, it's impossible, right? Yeah. I would say, I would argue. And it's a hard skill to write. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And we try to use all these proxies for it, you know, but really at the end of the day, you're just using not very accurate data. Yeah. And so we test for these types of things using, you know, research tools that have been around for a long time. Um, we didn't create any of them. A whole host of, you know, academics across the globe have created these tools. We just repurpose them for the use of human capital assessment or matchmaking, I would say. And I think what's so core to what we do is that it's really, you know, it's the age old adage of don't judge a book by its cover. To me, the cover is the resume. That's my cover, that's your cover. And, you know, we try to make it pretty and attractive and all the rest of it, but it is a book by its cover. Right. And what we're trying to get at is much more um, fundamental aspects about a person that we think are, and the data would also support, much more predictive of ultimate job success. And the other thing I think that's critical, Ravi, is that it's not a one-size-fits-all. I think when people think about assessment, they think, oh, you know, it's a test, it's an IQ test, I have to do well on this test, or otherwise I'm unemployable. That is not our philosophy at all. It's about finding your fit and sorting you into the right role, and every single person on the planet has a fit to yep. where they will be successful. Um, and we help define that by building very custom profiles, algorithms, for particular roles at particular companies, Every algorithm is different, just like your Netflix algorithm is different than my Netflix algorithm. Um, and it's really applying that same recommendation engine thinking, design principles, to what we're doing rather than thinking, oh, I've developed an IQ test, and if you score high, you're you know, a good employee everywhere, yeah. and if you score you know, not, not as high, you're not. It's a very and, different and, you know, philosophy. Just, just staying on that thread, you mentioned this very important thing about context of organizations and roles. Mm -hmm and every individual is different for different Absolutely. organizations and different yep. roles. And how do, you, how do you create a learning model on sure. that? Sure, yeah, so I mean, it's just like every other um, machine learning powered yeah. platform out there, right? How does you apply you know, it on Netflix, yeah, I mean, you basically have a training set of data that you use to train your algorithms, right? I mean, so again, I don't, I'm not saying people are movies, but Netflix or Amazon, they learn from our behaviors. They say, hey, you know, you like these types of movies. Um, they understand the core traits that are, you know, fundamental to those to the things that you like. And then it helps you discover, you know, similar things that have those um, core traits. And I think what's so critical about that is that it's a dynamic learning algorithm, right? So it doesn't stay static, like over time, you know, your human capital, uh, you know, uh, base will change and we will adapt alongside of that, right? I think the other thing that is so critical is that I think that the way that we are trained to look at human capital has a very Western slant to it, right? Yeah. It's saying, oh, you know, in a white, you know, a, you know, Caucasian person, um, these are the types of attributes that I think are, you know, adaptive. Well, nowadays the world is global, right? And so if I'm building a human capital system that, you know, really is benchmarked on, you know, Caucasians, let's say, right? how well does that really operate in the rest of the world, right? In the, the remaining you know, billions of people that are not Caucasian. And so I think that taking something that looks at people's fundamental traits that are like un, unanchored from yep. their cultural context yep. is so critical. And that's another piece I think that's important right. to what we do. And, and do you have reference models for specific roles which organizations yep. can adapt to, which the other way around, you know, not learning from what they have, but what they could learn from other yeah, organizations I mean, of yes. uh, best in class. Sure. So, well, <laughs> so I don't, I dislike that word best in class because I think that's like saying there is a best person out there, and to me that doesn't exist. That's right. kind of a myth. It's right. like this mythical person that we've created. 
because I don't think that is really the case, right? Yeah. And I saw this at HBS, like, you know, people had a fit to a particular role in a particular company. There was no such thing as best in class. It was right. like, you know, we're all good at something. Yeah. And so we do have what we call industry or generic models where we've, you know, aggregated across different roles. Um, and we do use them sparingly for certain, for certain cases, but we also know from all of the data that yeah. we've run that if we build you a model based on your high-performing people in a particular role at a particular company, that model will perform much better over time than taking a best-in-class approach because, yeah. you know, there's there are lots of things that are wrong with this best-in-class model. And again, right. it's very outdated in my mind. It's right. back to this idea that Absolutely. it's an IQ test and there's some absolute value that we can determine from someone that will always make them successful. But you have reference models which, uh, which organizations can kind of refer to. We and, can, yes, uh, we do. And again, we use them in certain contexts sparingly, but we always advise um, that you customize your, right. your profiles. And the more the data you have, the yeah. better the model is learned. Yeah. I mean, at some point it asymptotes, but right. yeah. If I have to flip this around and say, if you have to go to a potential, um, a potential uh, employee who mm -hmm. wants to get recruited in a firm, mm -hmm. um, would you address needs on the other side, like almost like the B two C yeah. rather than well, the B two B? Yeah, well, I think what's really interesting is that we've done that even even as an enterprise product. So, what do I mean by that? And I think you're aware of this, but not all consumers are. So, if you apply to a company that's using Pymetrics. Um, we will find you a fit. It may not be to the role that you applied to, um, but we have a way that first we'll evaluate you for the role you applied, and then that will be the first decision point, and that's the first part. Right. Then we will evaluate your fit for any other role that company has. And then the third step is that if you've been sort of, you know, put out of that company's process, we will then evaluate you for any role in any company that we've ever built. So at the end of the day, everyone who goes through Pymetrics will find a fit. And so it is a consumer facing product in that way, even though the buyer is the enterprise, but we have this whole consumer facing part of what we do because at the end of the day, we want to help consumers or people, job seekers, find their best fit as much as we want to help companies find the right person. So it really is a matchmaking tool in that sense. And we're unique in that way. We don't, there, there's no other product out there that has this sorting capability, right. not only within a company, but across all of our partner companies. And we have, you know, over 100 companies using us at this point. So it's a very effective way to kind of, you know, move people around to really optimize their potential. You know, one other thing which uh, intrigues me is how the future of work is going to change. Mm -hmm. um, it's going to significantly move from uh, just humans in a workplace to humans plus gig plus machines. Mm -hmm. yeah. And in that endeavor, uh, what humans would do in the future is going to be very different to what they did now. For sure. Uh, and if you have to configure a model to hire people who fit to this humans plus gig plus sure. machines, uh, do you see that, um, uh, do you see your, uh, your AI learnt model um, being much more suitable to find the right, uh, right capabilities for humans there? So, so, I mean, I guess I would answer that in two ways, right? right? One is that Pymetrics is a system that works with recruiters. It doesn't replace them, right? When people say, oh, you know, aren't you making the hiring process less human? I say, you know, what is the human-to-human -human interaction right. in a recruiter reading a resume? There's none, right? Yeah. I'm just reading a piece of paper. That's not a human-to-human. -human. So we always retain that human-to-human -human interaction. It's really making... Um, it's really up-leveling and, and making the recruiter function or the HR function within a company it just much amplifies more strategic. Yeah. Exactly. Well, it's just making them more strategic rather yeah. than sort of you know operational yeah. and sort of you know tactical in a way, which I think is critical. Um, and I think that I think that people 
we're all being thrust into a world where we need to adapt to the reality that our day-to-day -day lives um, you know, require that we become much more adept at using technology. I mean, that's true for me, that's true for you, it's true for anybody. Um, and so I do think that helping all move everyone that's in our you know, world today um, mm -hmm. to a place where they do feel more comfortable with that is you know, kind of part of our mandate, I think, as um, HR leaders, you know? Yep. You know, just a related thought, uh, the more I think about it, um, this, this whole uh, model of applying uh, AI to know successful people in mm -hmm. specific mm -hmm. roles is not necessary only for new hires. You could apply it on existing yeah, employees. Yep. Do you see, do you see large do. corporations absolutely. I mean, so doing Absolutely. So we that? are a talent matching platform that doesn't only deal with the recruiting side of the house. We yeah. also deal with internal mobility and reskilling, right? There's a huge interest now in um, reskilling because, you know, employers realize that, hey, you know, X percentage of my workforce is now in a role that potentially may not exist 5, 10, 20 years from now. Um, yet, I really like them. I don't want to go through massive layoffs. And also, I mean, we were having this conversation earlier, like, I can't find these people yeah. work, you and know. That's who, the point I was you know, making. And so, yeah, and yeah. so why not retrain my current workforce that's so great and doing such a good job into the, why don't we all go along this journey together rather than casting off people and then hiring in new ones? Yeah. And so, yes, there's a huge, huge opportunity to do that as well. Yep. And uh, in fact, you know, reskilling is such an important topic for every large enterprise. For sure. Uh, We're all being reskilled. I mean, yeah, let's not yeah. kid ourselves. And I'm being reskilled every day of my job, so are you. I mean, and it's, the ability it's a to thing. assess who, who we are, yeah. what we need to do, yep. and how to get to the finishing line on this for new sure. capability, and yep. being a lifelong learner for sure. uh, yep. is so, and so critical. And also, I think that, you know, the other thing that um, we sort of alluded to, but we haven't really gotten to, is the potential, I think, for um, AI powered technologies to really break through this sort of, you know, place we're at in society where there's growing, growing income and socioeconomic inequality, right? And what do I mean by that? I think it's we're at a place mm. where the talent market is changing so rapidly, so dramatically, um, that people are, you know, Infosys is a great example of this, using all means at their disposal to really find the best talent everywhere, and they're really throwing out the the rule book from the last you know Absolute. decades. Absolutely. And I think that that's really allowing, for, especially when you then start going to AI powered tools that are not using sort of traditional talent signals, yeah. but are really looking at something more fundamental. I mean, we see this all the time in clients that they are hiring a much much more diverse socioeconomic um, pool of people than they were previously, because you know again, talent is you know equally distributed. It's the opportunity that's really sort of historically been much more lacking in equal distribution and I think that's changing because of these talent shortages and these new roles that are really nobody's trained for so Absolutely. why not take the best person not you know sort of the most advantaged person and, and yeah. help them I think the switch is going to happen from experience to uh, potential for sure. and capabilities. For sure, yeah. And because experience uh, right now, yeah. we don't, I mean, think of the new roles. Like data scientists is a role that's been around, what, like 15 years at best, you yeah. know, 10 years, right? So experience is kind of yeah. <laughs> silly when you, yeah. when nobody really has yeah. the experience, Absolutely. right? And that's true for many yeah. roles. Like, you know, drone pilot. I mean, yeah. how many people are going to have two, two decades worth of yeah. drone pilot on their resume? So I think yeah. more and more we are moving towards this potential Absolutely. economy. In fact, yep. you and I discussed about adjacencies and um, you know, I remember doing this uh, program with Udacity on um, uh, autonomous technologies, and we were hiring people for adjacent capabilities, and we were hiring people for learnability. And I think the yeah. AI model suits Absolutely. so well to Absolutely. look for people who have the learnability index. Yep. 
and the learnability quotient sure. rather than actually finding out whether they're ready for the job or not. For sure. Um, yep. So where do you see AI moving further from here uh, in in this entire value chain of human mm -hmm. capital? What are the what what are the next next big thing? What are the next few big things coming up? Yeah, I mean, look, I personally, when I started the platform, my idea was why not make the job matching experience like Kayak, right? I think what or any kind of search engine yeah. right now, the way or fast, you know, when when I was at HBS watching this happen, it felt very much like the travel agent model, where you know I'm a buyer, I want a particular thing, I go to a travel agent, you know, the travel agent says yes or no, and if it says no, then I'm like back to the table and I have to hit you know 20 different travel agents until I can buy my ticket to yeah. wherever I'm going. Now you and I remember that, but you know yeah. my daughter's like travel agent. What's that? Yeah. <laughs> because we have search engines, right? And I type right. it in and you know it immediately matches me to that. And that's what we should be moving towards. We should be moving towards a system where I have my talent passport, I carry it around with me, and it allows me to automatically do match, right to, match yeah. Yeah, to, to do yeah. the right match. And it's an efficient automatic system that basically makes the talent market much more liquid and can really match any person anywhere to the right company anywhere, right? Yeah. And I strongly believe that that's kind of the way of the future. I mean, look, there's lots of things kind of standing in its way. I was talking to a leader in the HR sort of space about this and what is still standing in the way and I think you know there's a whole host of whole, whole host of structural issues um, but I'm very confident and very optimistic that that's where we're headed because that's what people want I mean that's yeah. what companies want that's what humans want um, nobody wants to be unemployed nobody wants to be in a job that they don't like and you know companies are struggling to find the right talent so Consumers benefit, companies benefit, and we just really need to reduce. We need to break up, break away the friction that's preventing that from yeah. happening. Thank you so much, Frida. Thanks Thank for, you for talking. Having me. And yeah. uh, I think it's such a uh, such a path breaking. Uh, yep. And we're so happy to be going on this journey with you. Journey so for this. Thank so you for having us. Very very excited about what it does to the human Same. capital value chain. Absolutely. Uh, and the advances of technology are just going to yeah. make this sharper and sharper Absolutely. as we go forward. Yeah. Thank you again. Thank yeah. you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.